90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, look at that. That's us. How you doing, Kel? Fantastic, Sharona. How are you? No complaints. Adam, how about you? I'm great. I have a, a Zoom Christmas party scheduled right after our recording. So big nice. evening ahead. You know what the best part about uh, video conferencing uh, holiday parties is? What? The, the, the real version of uh, safe social distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that the creepies that lean in that talk a little too loud in their mm. loud whisper, you don't have to deal with them. Nope. Yeah. Or there are too many trips to the punch bowl breath. That's my one that I hate the most. That it's because especially as the evening goes on, because it's like decayed alcohol breath. Yes. It's like, and I don't drink at all, as you know. Uh, so, like, I don't care if people drink, but it's it's when I smell that decaying alcohol breath that I'm like, I really don't like this. That's right really now. specific and accurate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've probably been uh, guilty of that. I, I apologize to you. Oh, Kelly. I'm sure I have too. <laughs> but you're cutesy, Adam, and and like little, so your your breath probably wasn't that bad. You're it, off the it, hook. it depends on the time. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> depends on the dip. Exactly. <laughs> um, so big news is that thirteen four for trivia. That's the recap. So because oh, uh, yeah. you you both got a point last week for that uh, tag team effort. Thank you. We yeah. work well together, that's why. <laughs> so we'll see how you do a little bit later. What else is on tap for today, Sharon? Well, um, no surprise, but we have uh, examples of how we all hail Eddie Van Halen um, mm-hmm. and how uh, Cher's not taking any credit for the Botox boom of a much younger generation <laughs> than hers. <laughs> uh, and I love her reaction uh, given her age, yeah, uh, which is you know, remarkable. She's 74 years old, but uh, we'll get to the reaction when we get to the story in just a bit. But also that little Rudy Huxtable is getting married Whoa. again. And that, <laughs> little Rudy. She's all over the place, <laughs> one might say. How many aisles are there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll talk, you know, we're, we're making a little bit of light of it, but uh, we'll talk about her and uh, and we'll get to trivia also. And I'll put you on the spot and make you, gi- make you give me a, a take two on uh, on one particular artist that we've already mentioned so far, and her name is not Little Rudy Huxtable. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she don't uh, sing, you know? Uh, so I think we should start with the All Hail Eddie Van Halen, because when we're looking back on this year, yep. and I'll, you know, I think there's a, an implied sort of, ooh, let's get rid of this year. There was a lot of great stuff to come out of this year musically, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but there was certainly sad news, too, and Eddie Van Halen's passing was certainly on that list of sad things but his um his uh, inspiration his influence will be long lasting like forever and uh i think the the starting point of the story that we all read was that uh slash credited his style and sound that were completely unique to eddie van halen um and there's a long list of other guys that uh that chimed in what i love that slash said was that uh uh, a lot of the heavy rock and rollers are not like finesse players. They mm-hmm. they sort of charge through it and stuff. But Eddie Van Halen, he could do anything and did have that finesse. So that inspiration and the clear notes that you hit on uh, on those solos are 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 the are the bar. You know, like you try to reach that ability and and you try to get as good as Eddie Van Halen was. And good luck. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I lo- that was actually my favorite part of the article was him reading or saying that part where like uh, they all have this rawness to them. Uh, yeah. And he had the rawness and the feel and then, like you said, the technique. Mm-hmm. 
And just Which like he also said that he could have picked any instrument and yeah, sorry, any instrument and been good at it. Yeah. Which is true. Imagine, I, I could picture him on the um, piccolo. I can picture him on anything <laughs> and smiling at he, as he played oh. it. That was another interesting thing, too, with the evolution of Van Halen that they when they introduced more uh, synthesizer music in the mid 80s, the diehard fans were like, what? You know, yeah. but. Here he is playing these great solos on keyboards that matched almost note for note what he could do on a, on a fretboard. And he's any naysayers were like, oh, OK, got it. <laughs> You're he Eddie also, Van Halen. <laughs> he could also wear a nice tight pant. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, funny enough, I, I not funny enough this part. I took your suggestion and watched the Bee Gees documentary. Oh, the, did you the, love uh, it? I did love it. Although I, I do have to watch about the last fifteen minutes because uh, Kelly fell asleep. Um, not because well, it was boring. Just not, I was tired. I'd good. been up since like four or whatever. So. Well, it's tired, and their beautiful harmonies are very soothing. Soothing, they are. And uh, but it was really great. But they also wear a nice tight pant back in the seventies. Yes, they did. Yeah, and there was. Um, uh, a couple of uh, shots in the footage where, uh, again, in the 70s, you know, I guess when Stan Alive and all that was coming out. So it's like sparkly open shirts uh, with copious amounts of chest hair. And um, <laughs> as a self-respecting gay lady, sometimes that's a bit much for me. Uh, but, uh, but I did appreciate uh, the look. Well, funny that at the same time, let's say 70s, even 60s, um, <laughs> that some ladies were not as interested in uh, in shaving either to make a yeah. point so <laughs> it's not even specific to uh, uh, sexual orientation yeah <laughs> there yeah. just was a lot of hair yeah there was then. a lot of hair yeah, yeah. Here, what there, was hair there and everywhere well what I was I, I mentioned to my better half as we were watching it uh, like that specific you know shots where I saw like uh, Barry Gibbs open sparkly shirt uh, with the chest hair, I'm like, he should have bedazzled his chest hair to match. You know what I mean? Like Buttons optional. Yeah. I think what they did, I think they matched their the hair on their head well to the hair yeah. on their mm-hmm. chest. Mm-hmm. It was abundant. Yeah, and what was interesting too is when you saw their earlier work, like in the 60s or whatever, you know, they very much had uh, a Beatles look going on for a while, you know, with like the, the really nice uh, and like funky suits, right? So they were buttoned yeah. up to the neck and then it was just so fun to see Disco Land where, like, the shirt was down to their navel, you know what I mean? Like it Changed was... everything. I was talking to a colleague of ours, uh, Ken, mm-hmm. and talking about the, the point in the doc where, you know, they talked about they'd had already huge success, and then they were looking to make some sort of a, like, a change their game kind of thing, change their direction a little bit, and they were asked by uh, someone that was making a movie about this New York kid who who worked at a paint store, who liked to go to the discos at night. You think you have any songs? And then they send back five songs, hit songs, five, yeah. like just total BG move, you know? Yeah, we got a few here. Yeah. Five huge, <laughs> huge songs. I love that. Adam, do you uh, ever listen to the Bee Gees? And like, do you, I know, because your station seems to change musical formats fairly often. So <laughs> I'm just wondering, well, like, do you guys ever play that stuff? I have a confession to make. Well, first of all, no, we we don't play the Bee Gees. Okay. Um, which is odd because you know we're a classic rock station. We should play a little bit of the Bee Gees. Yeah. Uh, but here's my confession. For oh god, for the longest time. <laughs> is well, Sharon gonna punch you before you say this? I'm just wondering. Oh, is you're Sharon both gonna... gonna punch me. Okay. Everyone's <laughs> gonna punch me. From until I was about 18 years old, I didn't know there was a difference. Between the Bee Gees and the Beatles. Ah, okay. <laughs> I know this is embarrassing, but I, 
I always I thought it was the same thing, and uh, I don't. I, I there's no valid explanation other than it happened, and that's what I thought. Sharon's looking for a bat. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> Sharon's looking for a bat. I'm so sorry. Now I know the difference. Um, hey, this is really embarrassing, but that's. Yeah, but one fun thing about, about uh, knowing the difference, and I'm happy that you do now, <laughs> um, is that uh, the Bee Gees were inspired by the Beatles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a long list of people that were inspired by the Beatles, but interesting to think that, you know, their their impact is, is, is as far stretching as, you know, a band that would go on to be kings of disco, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, you know what? The Bee Gees doc is worth exploring. And Adam, I think even from a producer standpoint... I should watch it. That you should watch it, but like listen to the music and how how the production plays out. It's really like it's a full experience. It's not like a... I mean, people slag disco all the time as like a throwaway genre of music. It happened to define a great chunk of time so i can't i hardly think it's throw throwaway music but uh when it comes to the Bee Gees, their production skills were on point and they were just interested in the details so it comes out beautifully harmonically that kind of thing it makes it sound easy but uh it's it's deeply rooted in complexity and it's awesome so i highly advise you listen like with intent and it's highly the, noted it, and it's the new one, right, Sharon? So it's uh, the Bee Gees, How to Mend a Broken Heart. That's yep. the name of the, the doc. Yep. Very nice. nice. Uh, are you ready for trivia? Born ready. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon, that had a BG-esque falsetto almost. I know. I meant it, too. Okay, great. <laughs> so recap, 13-4 in uh, Sharon's favor, but uh, Adam has been on the uptick over the last several weeks, so we'll see what happens here. I remember uh, when it was 12 nothing. Yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> and now 13-4. It's like a new game entirely. Kelly, you can ask uh, any BG's question. I'll have the answer to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, question number one this week. The Pathfinder landed on the surface of which planet in 1997? Adam. Oh, Adam. Go, Adam. It was on Mars. Way to go, little Yay. Adam. Boop, boop, boop. This is great. And you said that with authority. Bam, bam, are you like a... Are you, I was are, uh, 90% sure. Are you like a space guy? I was kind of a space geek growing up. Okay. Like, I remember I would watch tons of documentaries about, you know, space and everything with my dad. And, uh, yeah... I guess I know my Pathfinder. (laughs) Well, that's fair. Adam, you you shocked me even. I almost fell off my chair. Uh, (laughs) Good job. So 13-5 at the moment. Question number two. Um, Which show, TV show, featured Tia and Tamara Maori, Maori, I guess is what we're pronouncing, as twin sisters who were separated at birth? I remember that show. It was a big show. Tim Reed was their father, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Tia and I have Tamara. no idea. T- no idea, Adam? Okay. Tia I'm gonna and go, Tamara. I'm going to go with, uh, who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I totally am blanking on the name of the show. I think that should have been the name. Um, <laughs> clearly, they missed out on that marketing opportunity. Uh, it was uh, Sister, Sister, Sister. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, but who's your daddy? A strong second. <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> <Really>? better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing! So uh, thirteen five. Yes, nice. Good job, Adam. Yeah, thank yep. you. 
That's Sharon, a solid we're... way to end the year. Exactly. For trivia. Yes. Where are we going next? Well, um, we're, we mentioned that Cher, uh, yep. and that she's not taking any credit for the Botox boom of the uh, younger generation that is upon us and how they're all getting all kinds of work and she's she doesn't think it's because of her or that she has any uh, inspiration or influence over it. I like that. Yeah, I, like I think... She's not owning it. Yeah, well, I don't think she should because I think I agree. that... I think well, there's many reasons too, and I, I and I hate to say this part of it, but I think there's many people that would be in a similar shoe that Adam mentioned before, where he didn't know the difference between uh, the Bee Gees and the Beatles. I think there's many young twenty-year-olds that have no clue who she is. Mm-hmm. Like oh, she's she's really kind of out of that realm. I think there's a lot of twenty-year-olds that barely know Madonna. Yep, same thing. I agree. You know, because they're she's kind of, and I don't even want to say this, but like, yeah, like they, they're just they don't know, they don't they don't care anybody that's over like thirty for the most part, right? So, well, yeah, because over thirty would be old, also. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Cher is seventy four. Yeah, um, and amazing. is she? I love that it was. Um, it was surprising that she was surprised at the reaction to her being surprised. <laughs> uh, she says she doesn't understand why the 18 to 20-year-olds are in that bracket are getting nipped and tucked, which she happens to be uh, well-versed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says that she never did it when she was young like that. Yep. Also, I liked that the interviewer asked her if she thought that uh, the key to her longevity boils down to her youthful appearance. Side note. I mean, she looks good, but I wouldn't go with youthful. Yeah, no. I, like I, when I was reading the article, I don't know if you thought this too. Too, I thought the interviewer was stupid. You know, like, well, <laughs> it's like feeding. You, you're, he was looking for he or she. I don't remember who if it was yeah. a guy or, or a girl. Uh, but they're like feeding the questions to get a particular answer. Yeah, exactly. It was just it was so. Um, it, it almost made me like angry. Like I was like, this is like a terrible. Like because yeah, it was like you said, it was like leading Cher down a path to only answer kind of like one of two ways or whatever. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it was odd. so it's a bit ignorant. And at the same time, as you know. Um, her youthful appearance, as, as it was referred to, her reaction was, wait, what? Which is totally what <laughs> young people are saying. Wait, what? <laughs> um, but I love that she said, you don't pay big bucks to stand and look at someone. They've got to deliver something. And I've worked my whole life to keep my strength in my body. There are 20-year-old girls that can't do what I do. End I, quote. Yeah, I love that. That's a great. That should be on some sort of T-shirt. Like, oh, uh, or a bumper I sticker. S- I saw her when she was doing her farewell tour, so probably, well, it's probably a dozen years ago now. Yeah. Uh, and there were a lot of costume changes, mm. but spectacular at the same time. Like, yeah. the attention to detail that people of a certain uh, generation pay to their audiences, mm-hmm. knowing that they're there to see a show, to be a part of a show. Mm-hmm. Um, that you're playing to the person at the back of the room, you know, like or at the back of the stadium or for or um, arena, let's say, mm-hmm. that you have to make it big and grand so that uh, that they can see you. So, I appreciate that she she did that a number of times. Well, it's funny when you just said what you said. It reminded me of Carol Burnett when she had her TV show, and because I've watched, as I'm sure everyone has, like those specials, like 20 years later, 30 years later, where they re- reminisce, and they always talk about the attention to detail that Carol and her cast had uh, for their costumes, like mm-hmm. on the Carol Burnett show. And Bob Mackie, I think, was yeah. And didn't he work with Cher? Like, exactly. Aren't they all, yeah. So yeah. So it's crazy because I still remember the one with the the curtains, like with the oh, curtain that was rod. Awesome. Saw it in the window and I couldn't resist. (laughs) (laughs) 
So good. But yeah, like the, these days, I mean, I, I still think there's a fair amount of attention to detail depending on which artist is dealing. And also, yeah. I know that we need to cut some, some younger artists slack because they may not have the budget for it, you know, like at this point if they're, especially because nowadays so many artists are going the indie route, which is very commendable and very respectable. You just don't have the budget behind like a TLC, you know, $2 million waterfall video or whatever it was at the time, mm-hmm. you know. And remember, the side note, the danger to a big budget is that those young artists end up having uh, to pay it back somehow. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's not just a gift yeah. just because you happen to be, you know, sound good before your first album. There's yeah. like a, a payback element, too. So yeah. danger, 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 danger. Um, elsewhere in the good news. Yep. But little Rudy Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> I love her uh, so much. Keisha Knight Pulliam going yeah. down the aisle again, and this time with a clearer idea of what she wants for her future, which evidently is happiness, I guess. <laughs> she likes the happy. I like that there were pictures in this article about the engagement that actually looked like they were married. Right, I know, right? First of all, I'm wondering who's having a big party like this in COVID town, yeah, um, like COVID land. But I guess uh, it was earlier this fall, so I guess... And, and I, they do live in uh, Atlanta, I believe it is. So it's obviously warmer out there, so maybe there was some level of being outside with uh, all of this partying, I hope. But uh, she looks amazing. I still can't believe little Rudy Huxtable, as you call her, uh, 41. How did that no happen? No kidding. Like, <laughs> so... It's and so And proving crazy. also that uh, you can meet people at work and... Uh, and have a relationship work out. Yeah, exactly. And he's super cutesy, <laughs> by the way. Like super, yeah. He's Actually, super cutesy. I don't think that there's many other uh, industries outside of uh, filmmaking or television production that 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 theory would stand. You know, like I met him at work. We're totally yeah. getting married. It doesn't work at the bank. It doesn't no. work uh, in a lot of places. But I guess if you're uh, bound by a lot of extra time on set, where what else are you going to do but talk to this person? And oh. Wow, you're neat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and she already has a daughter from a previous relationship. Uh, yeah, a little cutie to- toddler, three years three old. Three-year-old right? Ella. So cute. Ella. Um, um, go ahead. The other fun thing I, th- I, I wonder, and what is not clear, is whether or not she will add another hyphen to her name. Oh, will that would be, be magic? Keisha Knight, Pulliam, James. How many names? <laughs> That would be a lot for, like, a basketball jersey to handle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That would be a lot. Yes. Um, I forgot to tell you that I – this is kind of full circle thing. So there's a, a show which I'm now forgetting the name of, but my niece who's is your daddy? It. Yeah, it's Who's Your Daddy. It's in that realm. <laughs> I can't – I think – oh, it's called Family Reunion. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. it's got an amazing African-American cast. And um, – I, and so one of the uh, Maori sisters is in there. I just don't know if it's Tia or Tamara. I don't remember which one is. Because ah, the they, are, they are twins, so it's hard to tell. But <laughs> guess who showed up on a, as a guest star? And this is full circle to like the Tempest Naki- Bledsoe. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, can I yes. get a point for that? You should. Vanessa, no. Vanessa Huxtable <laughs> showed up. And it was funny because like I so... Because I was kind of like half watching the show, whatever, because my nieces were over. This was like months ago when it was safer to do that. And, uh, you know, so I'm sort of they're, they're watching it. It's on, whatever. And then, like, Tempest comes on and I, I like, she looks like herself, but like, 
obviously it's been like probably 15 years since I've seen her. So there's like a bit of an age thing going on, but she, but she looks amazing. Like, and I was oh, like, good. and then I actually said, I'm like, that's Tempest Bledsoe. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like my nieces who are not, uh, 10 and 12 were like, who? Like, no, zero no clue concept. at all. And my better half is from Ireland. So she had no idea like <laughs> this was. So I had to enjoy that myself. Yeah. <laughs> what good a name though, eh? An Temp- it's like a punctuation. Tempest bled so I forgot my keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are on fire today, I have to say. Yeah. This is like our own little Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> Sans, Sans eggnog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who li- who likes eggnog? No one. No one likes okay. eggnog. <laughs> I don't understand it. I've yeah. tasted it and been like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, Carry on. But it's like you can't think too much about it because you're like, what the hell am I doing here? You know what I enjoy uh, quite a bit this saison? Uh, And we have a, so for our American followers, um, we have a, similar to Dunkin' Donuts but better, we have Tim Hortons in Canada. So that's our like national coffee shop. And uh, right now they have candy cane hot chocolate. It is delicious. Um, Delicious. I might have to make a slight correction as a non-coffee drinker. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> from what I understand from the people in the world that do drink coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts does a really good coffee. Oh, do they really? Great. Yes. I don't know. I, hmm. I just I, don't, I just know that they've been around forever. That's all I know. Dunkin' has, Tim Hortons has, and, uh, you know, I would like to be a part of the debate yeah. as to <laughs> who has a better donut. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But... I, we, when Dunkin' Donuts was in uh, in Canada, I think there are still. I'm I think sure there, there might be. A, like there's a, still a few. I think there's still yeah. a few. Well, there used to be yeah. one right over there from my yeah. house. Yeah. And I can tell you that their donuts were better than Tim's. Really? I eh? okay. Ooh. That's actually not surprising. But actually, right now they have a donuts. they have a they have a few um, like festive donuts that are out. I don't eat donuts because I can't deal with them. They doesn't work for me. <laughs> but uh, I like a good chocolate chip cookie. Um, Ooh, and yeah. Sharon's pumpkin pie business that you brought. No, sweet potato pie. That was great. Wasn't that delicious? Ooh. So delicious. I'm waiting oh for uh, more of it. But um, so they have festive donuts and my better half, uh, they have like a polar bear one. Ooh. So it's like it's got uh, this white glaze on top of it. And then they put like things to make it look like a polar bear. <laughs> and so it's super cute. And inside there's custard. And so she's a happy woman. Nice. Um, but it's funny. So when you order it, though, because, you know, we're trying to avoid going in and some of the Timmy's you can't even go in right now because of everything. So you have to order it through the drive through. And like, I kind of just want to say, you know, the polar bear, whatever. But I have to say, <laughs> l'ourson. And, oh. uh, and, and l'ourson doesn't uh, translate well sometimes through drive through window microphones. Like, and just, they're like, <laughs> quoi? I'm like, you know, uh, l'ourson. And they're like, oh, be lula l'ours. I'm like, okay, that one. <laughs> and Adam, as our self-respecting French Canadian, is getting a good giggle out of all I'm this. loving this. <laughs> oh, anyways, so then I, t- I tell Elaine, I'm like, can you just order the regular glaze? <laughs> Get a few. We'll assemble a l'ours. Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll make it look like a panda or whatever. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> words for English speakers that uh, I think I say l'ourson pretty well, but uh, it's not it's the not easiest. It's not too bad. To- no, thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. But uh, I love, anyways, uh, the French word for tires. Oh, les pneus. Pneus. <laughs> yeah. Pneus. That, there's not a lot of words with a P and an N right now. A silent, not so silent P. Like what the heck? Yeah. But my favorite too, though, is that most of our French Canadian buddies, and you can confirm or deny, Adam, uh, do not say pneus. They say les tires. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you'll hear that. I'd say it's 50 50, but yes, a lot Maybe. of French, uh, French Canadians do will say, uh, tes tailleurs sont, uh, sont morts. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We use a lot, of, uh, a lot of English words in our vocabulary. Yeah. Well, my, those are my two favorite is les tailleurs et le weekend. So yes. it's very good. Well, hot dogs. Oh, uh, yeah, les hot dogs. Uh, That's good. Parking. Croissant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Croissant. <laughs> Um, what other English words do we use? Away. Well, that's why I think Quebec is franglais. So Isn't away like get away? Yeah. Away. Oh, uh, yeah. No, away. No. Uh, means no, go, it means yes. right? If you if, if 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 you speak French and you say away, mm-hmm. yeah, it just means yes. Oh, okay. Oh, we. Oui. No. But if you Not say away, away down. Away le. Oh, it means go ahead. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Like, yeah. Okay, go yeah. away. Yeah. Well. <laughs> ready uh, for the top, the, 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 the two, Sharon? The, uh, uh, you ready to take two with Cher? All right. Adam, you're up first, buddy. Oh, I'm not sure I'm ready. All right. Okay. Well, if you need me to go, I'm ready. And I believe that I've confused I my wait, um I don't think I'll name. ever be ready. You, you, you did? You are ready? I'm, I'm not ready. ready. I won't be ready. Okay. So <laughs> let's, I, I, let's... I only know one Cher song. What <laughs> is it? Okay, if you only know one, then you should be able to sing it. Do you believe in love after love after love after love? After love? Ooh, and the echo. I know, right? Nice. Um, that's the only share song I know. Well, that's an important one because that was I a, know. That was the first song to popularize uh, auto-tune, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a lot so. of ABBA songs, and she did a whole Ooh. cover album, so can I pick Dancing Queen? Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> that will complete my top two. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> she was so taken with ABBA that she made a whole album about it. She was. She did. I like it too. Kel? Who's up next? Um, so many to choose from. So I will go. I do quite enjoy Heart of Stone. Sing it. Sing. No, I can't. <laughs> I cannot do it. No. Um, Kelly no, actually I, is a singer, but she won't sing. I will people. not sound her. Like, you know, there's just ones where you know, like, don't do that. And so, <laughs> like, I know Kelly should not try that. I don't know when not to do that. <laughs> you and my better half should hang out more often. There's a she, lot of singing that happens. This morning, I'm in the bathroom trying to brush my teeth, and all of a sudden I hear... Uh, severely loud crooning of all I want for Christmas. Is nice. <laughs> Very good. And uh, I have to say it was a great, slightly pitchy. Uh, and by slightly, I mean a lot. A lot pitchy. <laughs> You're being pitchy! Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I will go with uh, Strong Enough. Nice. Yeah. Well played. Thank you. I appreciate your efforts. I'm going to pick, uh, I think Believe is one of the ones that has to be but I, but you know what? I'm not going to pick it as my top. I just, Ooh. you got to give it credit because I think yeah. that's also a song that you can sing into an oscillating fan and sound like Cher. <laughs> I know this yep. because I've done this. Yep. Uh, I love her song with Peter Cetera called After All. Oh, yeah. Great big ballad from like 89, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And then go even earlier than that. And uh, one of her many hits with Sonny. As Sonny and Cher was Baby Don't Go. Oh, okay. Just a super chill hit from like 1964. Sort of like, it sounds like a saunter. It's just so nice. So it's good. I like it. It's good. Very nice. Uh, And you guys feel free if you want to share your top two of Cher with us. You can uh, let us know via social media. Pick your platform. We're there. 
Pick yes. your platform, any platform. <laughs> uh, we're everywhere, man. <laughs> um, and so wraps up another show. But um, what this means is that we will be back just ahead of uh, Christmas. Yes. So we'll stay connected um, in this way over the holidays. And uh, thank you very much for finding us wherever you do. We appreciate that. Kelly, Adam. Bonsoir. Sharon. Bonsoir. See you soon. Eh? L'Ourson. Uh, L'Ourson. <laughs> watch out for L'Ourson in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> à la prochaine, les amis. And thank you guys for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs>